Hello listeners and welcome to the 11th episode of BoardWars.eu, your somewhat bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, which is a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, I'm your host Stefan and we are again with a diminished cast today, but we are only missing uh, Antonia, so I'm welcoming wel- welcoming again uh, Havik. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew, yes. And I'm also... Uh, Hendrik is also with us, so... Hello. And, of course, this is the first episode after Gen Con where we had massive, massive amount of news. So this will be quite a long episode while I drink my uh, iced tea here. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a fresh batch of coffee. How can you drink coffee when it's so hot? (laughs) I drink tea (laughs) the whole day. It's so hot. Oh, God. Does your, does your work have an air condition? We all, also have beer. Not. No, you don't have an... How are you, how are you surviving the work day then? <laughs> okay, so... Sweating. Yeah, sweating, yeah. I'm glad that we have an air condition. So, uh, the first thing I want to mention is that uh, we have 100 likes on Facebook. Actually, it's 101 for since yesterday, I think. So I think the 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 one hundredth person to like the page was David V on the sixth of the sixth of August. Thank and you, David. Thank you, David. <laughs> and also thank you to Hervik for providing all this awesome ChenCon coverage and also the other coverage he's doing with linking to Star Wars related stuff. Well, because I'm basically <laughs> basically I st- I borrowed the whole Star Wars stuff from Team Convent, <laughs> who were so nice to interview all those people and make pictures for all of uh, us who are were watching yeah, Chen were, from home. They were quite busy on the, on Chen Con. They, yeah. they were doing uh, a lot of playtests, a lot of uh, demos, a lot of interviews with uh, these various designers from various companies. So it was quite quite nice to to browse through through their channel on YouTube and. Watch a, f- a bit of the Chenkong coverage. So this is it for the greetings, and um, now we are go- going into the news. And the first news is that Twin Shadows is shipping. So uh, Fantasy Flight updated their upcoming page today with uh, the updated status for Twin Shadows. It's now in uh, shipping, so it should be at retailers in about two ten. Usually it takes about one and a half weeks or so ten days for the US. And like two to three weeks for Europe, I think. Yep. So it shouldn't be that much longer. Maybe even within August for Europe. Definitely for the US. So you should be playing the expansion this month. And another thing we have, the expansion. Uh, some par- some guys from the IA Command uh, podcast were very generous and are sending us a copy of Twin Shadows they snagged up at Gen Con because none of us could attend there, so uh, we might be able to review most of the Gen Con, uh, most of the Twin Shadows box next episode. Havik, uh, I, I think I, I talked over you a little bit. Do you want to say anything about Twin uh, Shadows? The only thing was um, uh, some people questioned uh, representatives of Fantasy Flight why Twin Shadows uh, was delayed, delayed that long, and the, the thing they said was more more or less that it was a very huge shipment 
and had to wait until it was uh, completely um, completely there because otherwise they would have just started, you know, shipping mm-hmm. half of it, quarter of yeah, it, yeah. some yeah, some of it, and they had the delay is mainly because they had to wait until everything was here because it was a really huge shipment of Boba Fetts and <laughs> C three especially Boba Fetts. Yeah, so that the problem is more or less when they are trying to ship like huge amounts of merchandise, then it can get torn torn apart in shipping and have to wait until everything is there because otherwise they would release it in some stores and it would be sold out and so on. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I can understand that. So that's why it sadly took them so long uh, because I think it was supposed to be out like two or three months, mu- two months ago ish, something like that, and it just took forever for them to ship it. So. Oh, that's two months would be cool because we could have played our second or third campaign with yeah. the expansion packs pack already. Uh, but some people were so nice to uh, post a lot of spoilers for Twin Shadows. They photographed all the cards and yeah, we are we are but, linking this in the show notes. And but about uh, we will talk about that in our review of Twin Shadows. But whoever wants to have a look, just um, you will find it on the internet. Uh, also, um, I'm I'm glad they they are not dividing up the shipment because maybe the the, the expansion pack and the expansion box and the uh, expansion packs weren't in the same container. So if they would ship just the, the ally packs, then it wouldn't make that much of sense. That much of a sense just for the maybe the, yeah. the skirmish players. I think, I think they had some of these problems with um, the early waves of X-wing when mm-hmm. it was like. Some ships were sold out everywhere. Some you could get, and the re- especially was the better ship ones, and so on. Uh, so it took fun. and the more popular uh, ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Twin Shadows is shipping. Grab it at your retailer in about two to three or four weeks, and you should get it. It's a short campaign, but it's a, from what I from what I read, it's enough content to keep you busy. So the next item is. Gen Con talk and um, I wrote. Did you wrote this down, Havik? Questions, questions from the in-flight report, or did yep. I wrote this down? Uh, okay, I, it's yours. It okay. was my ghost hand. There were only some questions uh, directed at the end of the in-flight report at Christian about Imperials. Oh, okay. So you you listened to them because I I think I, I stopped before. No, I really always like the question part because um, of course he Christian uh, Peterson doesn't answer every question because fantasy fight has a policy of not answering questions about future, future products i know and it's a good thing because as you see in the board game world stuff can be delayed for a long time um it's not uh, that Flathead, long two, two, yeah, two months is okay i think <laughs> flathead games announced the game like one one a year ago two years ago and they weren't able to finish it because some other project came in between they had to do a lot of the logistics as a small company before that. And mm-hmm. that's why this project got pushed back and pushed back. And now it's like almost two years ago that they announced that game and haven't really started printing it. And things like this can happen in the board game world because it's like half a year is nothing. Half a year is like uh, know, just yeah. the stuff on a ship somewhere or in a getting produced somewhere. So that's why many many companies don't really tell a lot about what they're planning. Yeah, it's still a physical product. You have to produce it and you mm. produce it and you have to ship it. So this also takes time. 
and many many people are already accustomed to digital services where yeah. you get the products almost instantly and worldwide releases aren't the problem anymore yeah so because it's... you have uh, cd factories or dvd factories blu-ray whatever all around the world they just send to the Sony factory yeah. they did the data and they print, they print it. it so that's sadly that doesn't really work that well for board games <laughs> yeah the Usually most games and DVDs are shipped now via internet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Most people use Steam and GOG Galaxy. Yeah. So that's no problem there anymore. It's it's a bit of a blast of the, from the past for board games, but it's I since I um, if you are if you're not that into that deep into a product, it's not that bad actually because two months go by quite fast, and if you're not really really on your seat waiting for it. It's staring okay. every I, day at the I, upcoming page of Fantasy. I'm Blood. still doing it, but just <laughs> just because I want to know. So I'm not actually mad at them for re releasing it two months late. But so I, I'll get it yeah. like in uh, next week or the, two weeks. The, so. the big problem is the location. Like I said before, probably that's the the thing why they split up the next waves of uh, yeah, hero awesome. villain packs. Mm -hmm. uh, split up a little bit because maybe they think they will go faster. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea for, for them, especially to bridge over the gap between the, the release of this box and the next box, which will release, I think, either late 2000, yeah. 2015 or early 2016, which will be more likely, to be honest. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. yeah, so the questions it, it, about the inflow reports. Yeah, one of the most interesting questions was about a little bit about Force Unleashed. And the only thing he could say is that there is already product uh, on the ship. And when people ask for like a delivery date, he said, well, it could be that on the 4th of the September, there's this Star Wars toy day. Or Star is, this, Wars. is this the 4th, not the 16th? I, I thought it was the 16th. Or 16th, I don't really remember, 4th or 16th, beginning of September, middle of yeah, September, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, some leaks are already crapping through the internet, but nothing really too uh, interesting. Too much, uh, new micro machine sets and so on but he yeah. didn't but he didn't specify but which games no he didn't say what they did for force unleashed or that they said they did something it's on the ship it's in the water somewhere and yeah. um if you look at let's the, hope it's on the water not in the, yeah. in the water, <laughs> <laughs> not in the water. Uh, if you look at the force or 16s when hasbro is releasing their stuff there could be also stuff from them so it could be everything from Force, Unle Force Awakens role-playing setting to Force mm -hmm. Unleashed. Um, I think some people pointed out there are three numbers, production numbers missing in the X-Wing production. Oh, oh so that's, that's what I want to say. <laughs> these three numbers could be X-Wing ships from uh, the next movie and I, so I'd on. I'd say so. that's a pretty, pretty good bet to have new X-Wing ships in the... In the with tied in with Forced Unleashed, uh, Forced Awakens. I'm, and, I'm also saying Forced Unleashed. And now. <laughs> he also talked a little bit about it there at the moment, it, a little bit um, cautious about what they use and what they try to use from Expanded and Legends universe because at the moment everything is a little bit in flux. Yeah, no one's knowing. Uh, what's, and what's in the movie yeah, and what's in you the don't movie. know if you if you know Mara J still exists or not. If Mara J and Luke Skywalker ever got together or not, or if she exists as the Hand of the Emperor. Yeah, we will see. But the other interesting thing is they released, uh, a, they will be releasing in the end of the year, beginning of next year, a couple of ships for X-Wing 
which are all from the Rebels TV show. So um, I think there's a good chance that we will see stuff from Rebels in Imperial Assault because there's artwork in the new uh, role-playing game book of yeah, Caden, yeah. and I think it's just a matter of time until we see them in Imperial yeah, I, Assault. Yeah, I think I think actually that we will have to wait a little bit longer for for Rebels uh, for a box that contains rebel stuff because you can't for for imperial assault it's a bit more difficult than for x wing because you just yep. can't produce like uh, like this this small the small villain or ally packs and just use them in the campaign because they don't fit together time wise so yeah it it would be um yeah maybe maybe they, maybe would, they will would spoil a little something. bit but or they just could have produced a, a, a another big box that will release along the the next big box and we'll just use some of the units that that we already have, and we'll yeah, it would make sense to use it, the stormtroopers. And maybe so it, it just doesn't have any ally or villain packs attached to it, and so it's I don't know. We will see. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a good guess that they will do something maybe after the second season because the in the second season we will see the beginning of the rebellion of of other rebellion leaders and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wealth yeah. of new characters that can be used. Yeah, in. and and. The, and use of, you know, Ashoka return. So we don't know if Ashoka Tana is alive at time period one or two in the for the game or something like that. So yeah, we will see. Okay, that's it for the uh, after inflight report questions. Yeah, I think that was all the stuff that was related to Imperial Assault. So there were a lot of some other question, a lot of question about organized play. And how uh, and the, uh, most of them were addressed. I think Tom, who is leading like organized play for yeah, I know. all the I fa- also, fantasy flight guy. I don't remember his name. I think I yeah. saw this part. And he talked a lot. There were a lot of questions about organized play. So I think there was like enough. You know, they they are searching for a new venue for the nationals. They like need a bigger venue f- to host all their different. Um, Organized play events. Okay, so there were a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of questions about organized play. Okay. And I think yeah, that concludes. Um, and it was said that the Wookiee hired gun and stormtrooper pack, like this part of the skirmish hero villain three. packs. Wave three, yeah, was supposed to be like in September, October-ish. I like I like this actually because if they released the. Uh, the small expansions more frequently. We will have to. We will have more to talk about between yeah. the big boxes. <laughs> and then it doesn't. It is not like uh, <laughs> you know. You can buy some stuff mm-hmm. every month and don't have to like buy a huge, a huge bunch uh, just two times a year. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Should we talk about half? Yeah. Tell tell us about what the next the next big box expansion is about. Well, I was really wrong, and I said no, they wouldn't do half. It's too obvious. But yeah, they did half. But but I was right about the droid hero and the. Maybe uh, maybe it was maybe it was too obvious, so they had to do it. So (laughs) yeah, and the Mon Calamar hero. So at least they got those two right. That's cool. Yeah. So the next expansion, the big box expansion, is called Return to Hearth. And during Gen Con, FFG already published two new articles about the uh, expansion and its associated ally and villain pack wave. 
which is this yeah um and like some some users speculated there are uh, we have a new a new hero or actually it's an ally a new ally within the rebel alliance which is leo organa and i think i think the boards are freaking out that she's already released in the first big box expansion but i think it's fitting so um the first article is called return to hoth exactly like the expansion is called and it mainly talks about what the expansion is about and talks a little bit about the new figures because um they have um the first new hero is also spoiled in this article, which is MDH-19, a loyal medic. It's the the medic droid that is healing up Luke after his encounter with the Wampa, yeah. I think. They and also featured in the role-playing game, of course, because yeah. it's one of their most recognizable droids from Star Wars, I think. Because you see them in the end of, Shad uh, in the end of Empire, and I think... I don't remember if you see them in Jedi, but yeah. Yeah, and he's... Quite interesting. Um, Hendrik, do you want to read his card? Yeah. It's spoiled um, <coughs> he has medical loadout. It's an order and one strain. Search the supply deck for a medical card and claim that card. Then shuffles the supply deck. So he can take a medical card on his hand. For example, a medipack. Yeah. That's really cool. He's basically your healer, so yeah. <laughs> it's fitting that he, he just can... tutors all the medipacks. Yeah. He's mechanical, so she, uh, he himself cannot be targeted by medical cards. Mm -hmm. Makes sense that he cannot heal himself. And he's ready for service at the end of the activation. If you did not perform an attack, you become focused. So um, That's also interesting, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice buff, because if you like healing or healing twice... Then at I least in the next she, round, you are focused. Most of the time, ready for attack. No, he doesn't really have an attack. Does he have a weapon? Uh, he yeah. has a weapon, but I th is it spoiled? Uh, no, you don't see it. But uh, he's he has a blaster. Yeah? It's not on the model, uh, but it's on the artwork. He's carrying a blaster. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we don't actually know the stats of his weapon, yeah, but he like. I, I guess it could be similar to. The two heroes from Twin Shadows that some of the XP cards are new equipment for them. Yeah, I would actually like him to be even more focused on healing stuff because ready for service. Um, it, it it mentions that he at least might be able to attack, which is, I think, yeah, maybe it's too early for a, a healing or support only character to come into play. But yeah, I think later down the line... A little bit boring for some players. Mm, I don't know. It could be if you're not only if you're not only healing, but also distributing focus or uh, weakening enemies. It could be actually pretty good. It's just a matter of how you balance it and uh, how varied the varied the toolset is. So I can see this happening like later in the game, but for right now, I think it's a good idea to still give him a gun, <laughs> so people can shoot yeah, at something. But Normally, you have to think that all the expansions are designed in a way that somebody just buys, you know, only the third or fourth expansion. So it always should be. I know. Interesting still, and fun to have. You, this, you, uh, you still have to. You still need the core box. And yeah. if the if you have an if one of the next expansions features a like non-combat hero, it yeah. would still work nicely with the with the core box heroes if you don't choose Gideon as hero because the others yeah. mainly are okay, about yeah. attacking so if you play four heroes and one of them is supporting 
it should work fine. So I, I, I'm actually quite stoked about a non, about a support only hero. But of course, MDH19 isn't support only. So uh, the next is it the first card? The first thing that's spoiled? Yeah, that's the first thing. First thing in the article that's spoiled. The next I think is the, the two other heroes aren't spoiled with cards. It's just a little description. I think you can see parts of their cards. Um, it, there are some high-res pictures of the backside of the box that oh, you okay. can like read how much uh, cards are in there and how much mission yeah, cards and so Yeah, I found that uh, the hero is Verena Talos, health 12, endurance 5, and speed 4. I don't know if somebody else could read more from the box. Okay. That. No, I, I uh, actually didn't check, so... And the Mon Calamari hero is Luku Kanaola. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so he's also Hawaiian. <laughs> Obviously, Mon, Cal Mon Calamari I don't get the name, but the, the model is really cool, though. Yeah. He might be the first uh, time that I play a hero, just because I can play a, a rebel. I really, really like Mon Cal. Really a nice idea. But it's supposed to be like sniperish or something. Right? Yeah, he, from the article it's called Battlefield Reconnaissance, so maybe yeah, sniping and uh, maybe scouting out other objectives. characters. Yeah, scouting. Yes, something like that. Yeah. And um, the female hero sh uh, should be pretty. Strong, is she? Is she like the? Is she like uh, Chin, like a scoundrel, or what is she? Do we know? She. Uh, I think she's supposed to be some kind of commander or something. Okay. So maybe a little bit more combat, like Gideon or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We will see more about this in upcoming episodes, I think. Yeah. So the the first uh, weapon that is spoiled, I think, is the DDC Defender, which is a blaster a pistol. Has an attack with one green and one yellow dice. Has a surge ability for one damage, plus one damage, of course. And the second surge ability is plus one accuracy and inflict weaken. And it has a third, um, uh, third ability, which is a double special action. Perform three attacks with this weapon, which is pretty nice, I think, because three attacks yeah. you can you can use. It's uh, it's very nice for heroes like Jin. Which can then also use additional attacks during, not during the activation, but off their, outside of their activation, so they can benefit from all the surges rolled with their yellow dice to heal themselves, to use it for a bonus damage or so. And it's just 500, 550 credits, which isn't that much for an, for a weapon. But I think it will be tier one or tier two, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if it's from the back of the box or if it's actually written in this article um, in this news post. Um, I think the missions in this campaign are like all over the Hoth system, so it's not only on Hoth, but yeah, it would be um, it would be a little bit boring just yeah. Waiting so the, for the, the rebels snow. more or less play cat and mouse with the rebels in the whole sector and try to get some. I think they, they kind of stuff back from the yes uh, abandoned base. I think they will stick to the to the formula they used for the core box, where the it's the, the core box happened right after episode four, and I think yeah. uh, the this box will happen right after the start of episode five of episode yeah. five after yeah, Hoth right is evacu the, evacuated, but right before the battle, yes. before the stuff on on Bespin happens. I maybe I don't know actually maybe even after the stuff on Bespin happens whatever, but it will 
be after the first events of uh, episode 5. Hendrik, what do you want to say? I think it, it's just after the uh, evacuation, so after the Battle of Horse. Yeah. yeah. So they can mix everything uh, into the campaign that they want, just uh, setting the battleground. Uh, yeah, the, the preview mission could be um, during or before the Battle of Hoth, and then like the next mission could be that you return after the battle or after your successful escape mm -hmm. from the battlefield. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, the next card. Because oh, um, okay, sorry. <laughs> because so, sorry, because it was a discussion about the green side missions, and if you only own and didn't buy any of the uh, hero villain packs, uh, you wouldn't have enough side missions, green side missions, to put uh, to uh, build a side mission deck, if it would be only time period five. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we don't know how many side missions, how many green side uh, missions there are. There are, I, there are none. If the back side of the box is correct, there are only the three hero missions and the nine campaign missions in the box. Oh, that's so no, no, no gray or. Oh, that's okay. Because yeah. I think there will be a small box with the snow theme that will go okay. along. This but we thing. don't actually know how the time. time no, time we stuff know nothing. Works, so and and uh, my question about the time period got uh, delayed, <laughs> cancelled, so... Yeah, we'll talk uh, about we what this actually means afterwards when we come to community stuff. But uh, we don't actually know how, uh, how no, the time period influences the missions. It could be that half is still uh, time period 4 or so. so yeah, we it don't could know. play during and right after the battle, but still during the movie, so... Yeah. Because then, because then the next small box could be Bespin or something. Yeah. Okay, the next uh, the next card spoiled is Underbarrel HH4, which is an attachment for, or actually it's a what's it called? A modification. modification. Yeah, it's not an attachment. It's a modification, um, and it, it's a barrel. It gives plus one accuracy and a surge ability for blast one damage, and it costs three hundred credits and can only be attached to ranged weapons. So it's basically just uh, you you will buy this for the blast, I think. Especially on on fan signals, this should be very very nice to use. You can you can beef him up to blast free, which is quite nice to get rid of most of the normal stormtroopers within one attack. So um, it's otherwise, I think it's a not that great card. Yeah, I uh, think it's quite cheap, so it will be probably a tier one or it's tier two. Also, yeah, tier one or tier two. Yeah, I, I'd say both of them are tier one, but yeah. Uh, and then we have two new uh, command cards spoiled. Uh, the first is set a trap. Uh, Havik, do you want to read? Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, set a trap. Command card. Use at the start uh, of a round and choose a map tile. At the end of the round, choose one of your figures on that tile to interrupt to perform an attack targeting a hostile figure on the, this tile. That's, that's cost interesting. Cost of one, limited of one. Cost of zero, I think, right? Ah, uh, cost, yeah, cost of zero. Sorry, yeah. I yes, was... Yeah. Yeah. It's but limits to one, yeah. It's interesting because you can... Uh, you can... Clear the the map tiles with the objectives on it with this, or you can get a free attack, which is also good. So this can be free attack is is not bad, and 
for zero cost also. Yeah, if, so. if, you, yeah, if your enemy wants to avoid cool. it, he has to leave the tile, which is also equivalent to giving up the objective, which is also good for you. So this is a very strong card, I think. Yeah. So the next command card spoiled is coordinated attack, and it's it's uh, the signature command card for a local Canola, Canoloa, Canoloa, whatever. Really easy to say. <laughs> it's it's local. It's local. So it's a double special action. You and the friendly figure within three spaces may each perform an attack targeting the same figure. Figures do not block line of sight for these attacks. So Ooh. it's it's basically a double sniper attack on yeah. on one enemy figure. That's cool. Yeah, it's. But it's basically like having two attacks in a round, in in one activation. This is always strong in skirmish because you can clean off. Yeah, and, and, and ignoring the line of sight. That's and you could yeah shoot through your own figures or through enemy figures. Mm. But it's this is interesting. Yeah. I think he will uh, Loco will pair nicely with Mac, but we will have to see because they can then basically uh, rule all all of the stuff from far away. <laughs> crazy, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's the two new command cards spoiled, and then we have two new deployment cards spoiled for the Empire. Actually, it's not only for the Empire, but also for the mercenaries. And the first is a snow trooper. Uh, Hendrik, you want to read the storm trooper? Snow trooper. Yeah, the snow troopers are three models on the deployment card. It's uh, cost seven or two for a single figure. It's a trooper. He has three search abilities. It's Weaken or PS1 or plus two accuracy. And here's an action order environmental recovery gear. You and each adjacent friendly trooper may either recover one damage or discard one harmful condition. He has health four, speed four, on black defense die and range attack blue and green. Um. The first thing I was thinking about when reading his special action is that Hoth may have some environmental effects that hurt your the figures. I mean, all of the figures, of course. And he is, because he's specially adapted to the snow, he might be able to 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 get rid of this negative negative effects more easily. So let's say they, they, they for sure will introduce a new condition attachment, or a, not condition attachment, but a new condition in, in Hoth, and it would maybe have to do something with the snow. And snow troopers will be more equipped to handle this. Yeah, uh, like the vampire who has uh, uh, his habitat is snow, he could ignore also the effects maybe. Mm. Otherwise, I think seven costs for what he's giving. Uh, he has four health compared to the three health of the normal stormtroopers, which makes him basically immune to the combo I was mentioning before with uh, what's it with Fan Sickness and the. The under barrel attachment modification, whatever it's called, so they might they might be very worth their their deployment cost, both in the in the campaign and the skirmish. So the next card spoiled is a a card for the mercenary faction. It's a wampa, and it costs five uh, threat, and it's one figure for the deployment card. It's a creature and brawler. It has plus one damage without any search you need for it and it has the search ability stun and the search ability cleave too and it also has the habitat snow uh, attribute i think it's called yes so it can only be deployed on on is it did we actually it can only be deployed in missions that feature snow tiles right 
Yeah, yeah but uh, in Twin Shadows at the beginning of the uh, rulebook, there is uh, clarified which tiles count as habitat snow, and uh, because in Twin Shadow it's it's a uh, desert interior and jungle. Th- yeah, I think it's jungle. And or jungle, forest. So I can remember. Forest. So we will see other. Habitats for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's surprisingly a little bit. I, I find it quite fiddly that you always have to look it up in the rulebook or campaign book. But it's I, a actually, little bit I, weird and fiddly. I, I, I think know. it's really easy. Yeah, but it could be done like just have a sim- symbol on the tile or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think this was this was introduced after the the basic core concepts for the for the game were already done. So it it appears it appears it doesn't appear in the core box at all. So it appears in the first I expansion. I think just so. that they did it a little bit cleverer in Descent because every monster group has two, two different traits and every mission, if you can, uh, every quest, sorry, uh, has like a couple of traits. So if you're like in a dungeon, then you have like the catacombs, ruins, trait and so on. And mm-hmm. so then you can select the monsters and all monsters have two different traits. So um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit done better than this because this is a little bit fiddly. But yeah, I think it's it's a little bit also, of course. Uh... Oh, Hen- Hendrik. Sorry, it's it's me. It's you. Okay. Yeah, my sister is calling. Yeah, take it. I'll I'll talk about the one point a bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy. So uh, it's habitat snow, and to finish the card off, it's efficient. It has the. The ability efficient travel. You ignore additional movement points, costs for difficult terrain and hostile figures. So it can basically, it's like mobile, but it's not really mobile. It just ignores additional movement costs. And it has hunger at the start of your activation. If there are no hostile figures within three spaces, gain two movement points. Also, it's non-sentient, so he can not interact. He has nine health, three speed, a black defense die and two red die for a melee, melee attack. Um, and I think the habitat snow stuff, I think this is mostly done for a skirmish. So they can basically have seasons with different, um, with different maps that all have some of the habitats and not others. So people have to shuffle up their, their, um, their armies to include and exclude the, the strong units that are Able, uh, able to be, oh, it's now, yeah, that that are able to be deployed on these maps. So I think this is mostly done to, to control the yeah. how skirmish works. And could be a good idea, yes. Yeah, to mm-hmm. control the meta. Okay, these are the two no new deployment cards, and, and these are two two space base. Or how large is it? I think we actually don't know, but the figure, I think the figure is on there, and I think it it's... looks like the E-Web Yeah, it's like, like the E-Web Engineer, so it's two spaces. And, of course, he has no direction, so he also can attack to the rear, so... Um, then we have... what's this? Fight the weakness and explosive munitions? What's this? Yeah, then we have two new cards. cards spoiled for um, the Imperial Class deck. Which we don't know actually what it's called. Oh, I think it's uh, the, the the ray box on the cards. There are two names. It's precision training and armored onslaught. So there are two. So two new decks. Okay. Yeah, there are two new uh, uh, imperial class decks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are. 
9 command cards, 18 imperial class cards, 28 hero class cards, 4 new supply cards, 9 item cards, 4 skirmish mission cards, 11 reward cards, 4, ah yeah, 4 threat mission cards, we will come to that in a second, 3 side mission cards, which be the 3 red missions, mm -hmm. 8 story missions, 6 agenda cards, uh, 17 deployment cards, and then it's 1 tank, 2 wampers, 4 assassin droids, 6 stormtroopers, 3 heroes. That's cool. Uh, 5 condition tokens, Ooh, 27, 17 map tiles. The last line is a little bit cut off, so... Okay. So, uh, two of the new uh, Imperial class deck cards are spoiled. The first one is Find the Weakness of the Precision Training Imperial class, which is while an Imperial figure is attacking, apply PS1 to the attack results. And it's 4 XP, which is it's PS1. expensive, but it's really cool. Yeah, but it's only PS1. <coughs> so, it's, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's like it's, better better bonus damage for all your figures. Yeah, but it's... If, if, you're, if you're playing against many heroes that have white defense die, this might not even come to effect that much because on the white defense side, if the, the hero doesn't have cunning or so, then you have only three sides of the dice which you actually can do something against with this card. So 50% 50 50 of the times the rebel hero rolls his defense, this card doesn't have any effect. Which is, for 4 XP, huh? Yeah, I think we have to see the problem is we don't know the other yeah i i think i think that, that you know uh, if people play the heroes with black or white defense die before you buy it right so now i think okay. there are more there are more heroes with white defense die but i think they will introduce gradually more heroes with black defense dies because it's it's easier to balance in the campaign i think and this would be the first Against black, of course, it's it's very good because it's bonus damage for all attacks because you don't have to exhaust it. It's not an attachment. It's, it's counting for all attacks. So. Okay, and the second one is explosive munitions from the armored onslaught class, class deck. Exhaust this card when an imperial figure declares a ranged attack. You may replace one die in the attack pool with one red die and the attack gains last one. This is... For free. For free, this is very good. It's not a surge, then it's just blast one. You you still have to two, you still have to actually do damage for the blast to stick, but with one red one additional red die, this will be quite good. Uh, but it's of course it's limited to range attacks, so mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it sounds depends a, a on lot, the deck. It sounds a lot better than the find the weakness card uh, and the 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 actual the actual. Um, Importance of this card, it's the first card in the Armored Onslaught deck, so it doesn't cost you anything. It's there in the first mission and it stays with you all the time. And for this, it's actually very good. Okay, so then we come to the new, to one, one, um, to the section where they explain the new mechanic they introduced for the campaign. Uh, Herwig, did you read the it? What? New mission types? Yeah. Yes. What? Or Hendrix. Whoever, because I I actually didn't read 
what how this actually works. Does any of you know? Yeah, it's it's uh, you can play a new card uh, or maybe like an agenda which adds new side missions. Mm -hmm. And as long as the rebels don't play the side missions, yeah. The Imperial player already has his reward um, that he can use, and that's oh. the Bane. And as long as the Rebels don't beat the mission, he has it. And when they beat the mission, they can remove it and get their reward. Okay. It's pretty so it's cool. Dude. Yeah, it's a cool mechanic, and I think it's fitting the theme, because if you uh, read the backside of the box, the theme for this campaign is that, uh, um, that there are the rebels are actually fleeing from the empire after the attack and they are still in the system and we play the group in the campaign that has to return to Hoth to get some data to rescue people or something like that and to get out again mm -hmm. but you're still in the system you're hiding in the system and there are imperial patrols everywhere imperial spies are hunting down the last rebels and you have to, re to return to Hoth mm -hmm. that's cool yeah, so these, uh, the cards you have to, how do you buy them? Is this triggered within the story? I, or? Think, they would, I think they will be triggered by the campaign. Okay. So, if, so it's not... Yeah. If you had a um, certain I, think, mission, I think you will get them, I don't know. Yeah, maybe by the campaign or by an agenda that lets you buy the... So it's not in the article. I think um, the Banes, I think it will be, it fits to the campaign. So I think it's... Uh, I think it will be... Uh, default by the campaign and not like a gender card because I could take different agendas then I wouldn't use them. Yeah, yeah. We will see how this and this, this because is also in 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 it 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 really in the text it uh, several times uh, refers to uh, the Hoff theme and the Hoff so it is along this campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the 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 article order. The part of the article that talks about this is called Bane or Boon. And uh, the cards spoiled are, the first is Weary from Toil. At the start of the first round of each mission, each hero suffers one strain for each activation token in his play area. I think this is, there are too, too many eaches in this card. <laughs> so it's one strain for each player. Yeah. So typically four. Yeah, um, and no, no, it's of, of course it's always four because you receive one strain for each activation token in your, in your play area and you have always four activation tokens in the, in the game. So it's four strain at the start of, um, of the first round. And then this is of course a reward bane. This will be probably on the table until the rebels do a specific side mission. And then, after they do side missions, they get invigorated yeah, by success. Uh, yeah, side so mission is spoiled the there. Oh, okay, yeah. It, yeah, of course, okay. So they, they, they also spoil the side mission corresponding to this, and it's survival of the fittest, half wilderness, and while this card is in play, the Imperial player claims the reward, weary from toil, toil reward card. And after the rebels... Uh, after they win it, I think, they get the reward invigorated by success. They get the boon, yeah. And this is uh, return this card to the game box at the start of a round during any mission to, to, to choose two heroes to recover strain equal to their endurance, which is strong, but I think if before they were strained out to the max, now they are recovering strain, so it's okay. And this is just a spoiler on how this should work during the campaign. Um, and that's it for 
for the first article about Return to Hoth. We only talked about it like 45 minutes, so... No, yeah. like 30 minutes or so. Um, but but uh, one, one, I don't know how much did you talk about the other um, monsters, hero... Uh, was there another? Because I find it... No, yeah. they are not spoiled yet, but I find it very interesting that we see the HKK assassin droid. Yeah. Because they're actually from the Old Republic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, found a spoil on the repulsor tank, which says it may be a vehicle, massive. Yeah. Ten points, plus oh, two yeah. accuracy, uh, and he can add two damage for a surge, and he has a double action focus fire, perform two attacks on the same figure, and he has a uh, defense bonus while defending, where he can uh, add some blocky or evade results. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so yeah, maybe so like there. yeah, like like the e-web engineer, he can perform two attacks, but he can still move or attack. I think so. It should be strong. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's from uh, the Empire at War computer yeah. game. I saw this actually. I posted a picture of a model of this that's just standing in in a, in a shop. Like yeah, two, I remember. Like two, yeah. <laughs> like two streets down, and now I, I have to get it because I will use this as a proxy during the campaign. <laughs> it will be a bit too big, but who cares? <laughs> Chanting. Yeah, the only bummer is it's open top, and you have a snow trooper sitting in it, which is, I guess, okay during this campaign, but in you use it in other missions, and there's a snow trooper in it. Yeah, that's maybe a bit of a mistake, but. Maybe it's not a stro- no, snow trooper. Maybe it's his survival gear. Uh, may, maybe yeah. paint him not in. Like, you can paint him green so can, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or brown. <laughs> so he fits in others. No, maybe black or gray. Yeah. So also, I saw this now. There is another card spoiled. Um, a, com- um, a command card for uh, MD MD MH MHD yeah. fifteen nineteen. What's it called? Fifteen or nineteen? Nineteen. Because on the card it's hardly readable, and it's. Uh, it's it costs two. Uh, it's two cost, and you can include it once in attack. Use when a friendly figure within three spaces uh, of you has suffered damage equal to its health. Instead of being defeated, it recovers free damage. So it's basically a save your figure uh, card, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense if you include yeah. the medical card. Okay, so, Have him as a field so this is the first article, and we will write, uh, right now uh, jump into the next article, which is called Leaders and Incessants, and it was posted like like a day after the first article, and it's an article about Wave 5 of the Ally and Villain packs, which include Leo Organa, Echo Base Troopers, Dengar, General Soren, and maybe even others. No, I think that's it. No, it's four, it's four. Yeah. four. And of course, they all correspond to the Return to Half Big Box expansion. Uh, does any of you know uh, if any if there's any any uh, text-wise spoiler for the Leo Ghana card? Because I can't read anything on it. Yeah, just a moment. I think that yeah, if, if anyone, tried it. So the the article, uh, try to look it up, yeah. and until you find it, I will talk about yes. the article in general. I, I found it. You found it. Okay, so we'll yes. start with Leo Organa. Tell us Leo about Organa the performance card. Skir- skirmish only card. Leader spy, eight points. She has plus one evade. She has search abilities, plus two damage, 
or recover two damage or three accuracy. Uh, action. Battlefield leadership. Perform an attack and choose a friendly figure within three spaces. That figure may interrupt to perform an attack with the same target. Or search. Military efficiency. Shoots one command card in your discard pile and shuffle it back into your command deck. She has health 8, speed 5. On white defense die and attack is range 1. Uh, on blue and 2 yellow dies. Oh, speed 5 is really, really fast, I think. Yeah. Also, she's a spy. And that's. that's leader and spy. Leader and spy, yes. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And I think. Um, there was a, I think there was an article on the FFG boards about. Uh, battleship battlefield leadership and there's another deploy uh, another skirmish card command card spoiled which is i think it's called single purpose which just enables one figure uh you play it and it's usable on any figure and it says use one of your special actions twice this you can use one of your special actions twice this round and they were asking if they can use battle battlefield leadership twice, but this of course is not possible in skirmish because battlefield leadership includes an attack, and they can only use any special action or normal action with an attack once per round. So if you used your attack in your first action, any either with a normal attack or with a special actions, you can you can't use any attack action or special actions in your second action. So this doesn't doesn't actually work, but it's. I think we spoiled this card actually last last episode. This is in Twin no. Shadows, right? It, isn't it? Nope. Wait, nope. no, no. It's it's in the R two D two package, right? Single purpose. I I remember this. Yes, I think I think it's there. So whatever, we will find out later. <laughs> so um. Are you mean the command, the command card? card? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was somewhere yeah. else. The interesting thing is that uh, it's like a uh, uh, R2D2. Um, there's a skirmish version of her, and there's the campaign. I think we will see this more often now. Yeah, and I think it makes a, a lot of sense, you know. So you can have, um, you can tune the play a little bit better, give them special abilities yeah. that are logical and fi fitting into a campaign as an ally or in a story mission, and then have different ones. I like it. With the deployment cards. Uh, for skirmish. Especially for... I think we will only see this for unique figures. And it's very, very... It's actually very good for unique figures because they already include that many deployment cards for unique figures. So, because you you have them... If you buy the pack and you have them in the box, so you at least have two. Now you have four. It's not as good, but whatever. So, um, there are also... There is a command card spoiled. Her signature command card. This, that's also in her pack, of course, which is called There is Another. It's, of course, only usable by Leia Organa. Use at the start of the round. Until the end of the round, you gain the Force user trait and apply plus one surge to your attack results. It costs zero points and you can include it once per command deck. I think this is okay, but not overwhelming. Uh, I Sorry, when we're talking about command cards, uh, did we mention that there is a four-player skirmish No, we didn't. Map? No, we didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. Tell us about it. I do, it wasn't spoiled, was it? Yeah, it just no, they only, to say. It, they, were, they only say something about it, but we don't see anything, so it will be, uh, uh, I guess it will be an extra, uh, uh, its own news yeah. post. I think 
clarify that, but yeah, there is a new uh, skirmish mode mm -hmm. in there, like a four-player skirmish mode. Yeah, it mode, says which sounds, the Reddit was three and four-player skirmish modes. So basically, which is interesting. Yeah, whole yeah. number of players. Yeah, so there will be some like bigger maps, two or three. I bigger like bigger maps. maps. Yeah. I have a large table for this. <laughs> so um, there are also an, uh, also two or three other cards spoiled for her pack, but they are partially covered or the side mission. I can't read it all, so we will skip over them for now and go on to the Echo Base Troopers, which is the Ella pack for Wave Five. I think the only interesting thing is that there is, I don't see that there's a time period on her. You're uh, right, but this may so. be, this may be because it's still in production, right? Yeah, but you see it on the Echo Troopers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every layer so. always. But yeah. yeah. Hmm. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm not sure this is intentional. Maybe it was an oversight or so. Yeah. Yeah, because normally I think all the other hero cards, I think Luke and Han, they no, all have a time limit. Dengar in the same, in the Wave 5 also doesn't have a time period on his side mission. No, I mean, but Han Solo... I, yes, I, they I all have, they all the have, moment. yes. Yeah, so probably she will also have some time limit, so there's a different version of mm, that. Yeah, it's still early for her, the, it's still, the, the pack is still in production, so things might change, so... Yeah, because they're still like, yeah. Because I think uh, out of the main characters we will see different interactions. Mm. Okay, uh, on to the Echo Base Troopers, um, and we don't actually, we can't actually read their deployment card. I think. Oh wait, yeah, it's then... it's spoiled in the article, right? Yes. So um, uh, Hendrik, wanna read the Echo Base Troopers? Yes. It's six costs or three for a single model, two in one deployment card. It's trooper. Two search abilities, either plus one damage or plus two accuracy. Five health, speed four, one black defense die in ranged attack blue and green. And then they have front line. While attacking, if the, if the target is within three spaces of you, you may replace one blue die in your attack pool with one red die. Efficient travel, you ignore additional movement costs for difficult terrain and hostile figures. I'm actually a bit underwhelmed by this because it doesn't have any f any fancy search abilities. But frontline and efficient travel, they are also cool. I just they are they are very cool in skirmish, I think. But for the campaign, they are I I don't know. Yeah, but they are only two models. So. Yeah. And the second card that is readable, I think. Um. Yeah, it's combat suit. It's a skirmish upgrade card included in the Echo Base Troopers ally pack. It costs one deployment point. It's a skirmish upgrade and it's an attachment for a trooper, a leader or a guardian. While you are defending, reduce the peer's value of the attack result by one in an... in. Can anyone to read this? To a minimum to of a zero. Minimum of, of zero. Okay. Okay. So this is yeah it, it's okay it's it boosts uh, it boosts the survival, survivability of any any figure that has a black defense die <laughs> so uh, yes it's cool it's another skirmish upgrade card we will have to see how this actually works so. does anyone want to read the the command card against the the odds 
Can anyone read this? I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying. Okay. Uh, we will skip over it for now. Maybe we'll read it next time. The, we, of course, will link all of the, the articles in the show notes. And maybe if uh, Herwig can, sub, can give me the link to the picture of the back of the Return to Half box, we will also link this in the show notes. So on to the, to the third pack of Wave 5, which is Dengar, a ruthless killer. Do we have it? Uh, can I you read it his? All. I have, I can have you read also it? Because here. Do we need his costs? Because I think the model yeah, is in it's, the way. It's, it's seven points. It's uh, Hunter. He has plus two accuracy or search for plus two damage. Health eight, speed four, one black defense die, attack ranged, one green and one yellow. Contempt. While attacking, if the target does not have a harmful condition, apply plus one search to the attack results. Mm. <laughs> and search. Punishment. After attack results, if the target suffered one or more damage, choose one harmful condition if the target gains that condition. This ability can be triggered multiple times in the same attack. Well, that's cool. That's very Basically, cool, yes. Yes, yes. It's all, always... You can load up uh, enemy figures with stun, bleed, weaken, and that's that's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you can choose which harmful condition you want, so mm -hmm. you can put many of them on him and you, you get the surges for free then. Also, he has... He gives you stack your damage. Yeah. Also, uh, he has 8 health, which is very much, I, I think, for seven, 7 deployment cost. I think, yeah, and it's Dengar... Um, I think he has uh, some in the fl in a, his background story is that he was like injured in a soup bike race, and that's why he's wearing this uh, uh, outfit that's covering most of his uh, body because he has like I think burn marks and scars all over his body and uh, I think some um, cybernetics that uh, make it for him po uh, just possible to move. And I think at some point it was the swoop race had to do something with Han Solo, but I think it was in the extended universe, so I don't know if he if he is still pissed at Han Solo. <laughs> but yeah. So Dengar is from extended universe. Ah, uh, you see him. He's one of the uh, bounty hunters you oh, see so in Star Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and but all the other fluff, like his ship and so on, it's all expanded universe and his background story. So. Um, his uh, his ship is in the next wave of uh, Imperial uh, X-wing. It's the Chump uh, Ma is it's a Chump Master okay. 5000, the okay. Punisher one. So it's actually interesting that X-wing is already dipping into the extended universe. Okay. Uh, deeply, deeply, they have so a they, lot of. So they might do uh, it for Imperial Assault 2 in the future. So. Well, we we will probably see all bounty hunters this from this classic picture. Like we will see. Uh, Sukus and Volume. Um, uh, who else is missing? I actually uh, don't know their names, so. The Tredocean one, because I thought when we first saw the Tredocean Hunters, then it would be him, but. No, yeah, they are gen uh, just generic. I'm drawing a blank now, yeah. but. Yeah, but there's a, there's the Tredocean one, which. Uh, yeah, probably in five minutes I know the name again. Then there's Dengar and. Um, uh, Sukus and Volume, Boba Fett, uh, AG88 we already have, so yeah, it's not not that long, then we will have the whole gang together again. 
would be funny to to then have like a bounty hunter only list possible in in skirmish. I think this isn't this isn't that it's far like away the, because IGAD8 is yeah. relatively expensive expensive uh, Han Solo uh, not Han Solo uh, what's it called Boba Fett is expensive and Dengar if it costs if it costs seven you are already there. Not, not, not. Oh, perfect! Not, and you have like your bounty hunter. Yeah, it's 18. not. I think the you still need a fourth figure, but I think we will get this in the yeah. next small box expansion. So we will can. Yeah, I think Sukubus and Poorloom will come uh, as a pair. Yeah, with them, I think you can build a because team. I think the because I think they normally work mm. together. And yeah, but yeah, in yeah, that's and then there are some. Bounty hunters now in the new comics, and also some bounty hunters in the, a lot of bounty hunters, of course, in the expanded universe. Also, but I think it would be interesting if they dip into uh, Black Sun characters um, for the mercenary fraction or not, or if you're going to see some uh, from the uh, various Hut clans um, models from the Hut clans. So yeah, let's mm. interesting. Uh, also. Uh, in the Dengar pack, they spoiled a command card, which is called Dangerous Bargains. Use at the start of your round if you have 30 or fewer victory points. You and your opponent each gain three victory points. It costs one, and you can include it, one, you can include it once in your deck. And it's actually, it's a, I think this is a win more card, right? Because it's if you already are ahead of your opponent and you have 30 or more victory points, you can play this and basically... Win, win, win easier. 30 or fewer. Uh, oh, 30 or fewer. Oh, okay. Then it's, <laughs> then it's, then it's even better. Okay. Um, that's okay. I'm not sure if I would use it. I also, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. This, I think this it depends on the mission. Because if the, I actually have to think about it about a few skirmish missions. It might it might have um, it might have a a very good uh, application for some missions, but not others. I don't know. So maybe okay. you could do it before killing a seven or eight point figure because you know it. It's you will after yes, that's or something. that's very that's just very as a, just as a combination. Yeah, that's very right. Uh, if you if you use it before you kill a, a very expensive figure, this might actually be pushing you over the forty point limit. So, this is actually a very good uh, point. Okay, on to the last figure pack, which is General Sorin. The, it's a vicious tactician, and I think it's it, it's the guy in the ATST, right? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, so, or, or maybe he's. Uh, maybe he's also a guy of, from the 8080s. He's general. Yeah. Wait. No. No. Um, I think. I think in the movie, in Empire Strikes Back, he's actually inside the 8080, and he's the guy. Uh, he's the guy with the binoculars who is uh, scouting out the, the what's it called, the, the shield generator of the rebels, right? It, it's the guy in the in the cockpit of the 8080, I think. So okay, whatever. He is. Can you, eight points. Yeah, eight points. Search plus one damage or search stun or search focus. That's cool. Um, action. Bombardment. Choose an adjacent friendly figure. That figure may interrupt to perform an attack. The attack gains blast one. 
Okay. Advanced Firepower. Adjacent friendly droids and vehicles can use your search abilities. Oh, that will, that will be nice for the... For, basically for all of them. Health 7, speed 4, 1 black defense die, range attack blue and yellow. Oh, it's, yeah, very nice combination with a... Uh, I think the, the the interesting thing about it is that his search focus is the same ability like the Imperial Officers has. Maybe this is a, a trait that will be carried throughout the... Not the campaign, but carried throughout other figures that are also kind of... That are also kind of like Imperial Officers. Because this is... This is the first thing I noticed about him, <laughs> but the other the other stuff I don't I don't think you can use it him that efficiently in the campaign. No, there are not so many vehicles. Yeah, at the same time. It, it oh no, not the campaign in skirmish I think because uh, in the campaign it it really depends on how the mission is structured, but uh, in skirmish you you'd have to you'd have to bring either the tank or the what's it called the ATST. And this is already quite a steep investment for you, you are falling behind on activations and he isn't that sturdy, so I'm not sure. So, whatever. Mm, yes, so, yes, he's still expensive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he comes with his own uh, new uh, agenda deck and one of the agenda deck cards is spoiled, which is, uh, the, the agenda deck is called Bombardment and it's uh, the, the card spoiled is Armored Division. Place this card in your play area. Deplete this card during any mission when you deploy a vehicle. During this deployment, reduce that vehicle's deployment cost by 3. Maybe they included this to actually incentivize uh, using ve vehicles during the campaign because right now I don't ever get... I, I don't include any any of the big... Um, the ATST in the in my groups because they are too big basically too big, most of the time when they want to move them yes and in it, the in the in the missions you actually could afford it they are already there so <laughs> yes and also most of the time the the heroes uh, move um, to locations where you cannot move with your um, vehicles so that's that uh, end because they are too large and there's an interior room and something so Maybe this will change with the tank, and the tank can actually enter interiors, but mm, I don't know. We'll see. And yeah. I think we also have uh, one of his command cards spoiled, which is Optimal Bombardment, which is his signature signature command card. It costs three. You can include it once in a deck, and it co it's two special activation, uh, two special actions, of course. Choose up to three vehicles. Uh, droids or heavy weapon weapons adjacent to you. Is it called heavy weapons? Yeah. 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 Uh, each of these figures may interrupt to perform an attack. Each attack gains blast one. This is actually ooh. <laughs> in skirmish. Yeah. This is very nice, <laughs> but I just I have can't... to get them together. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting that it also works on droids and heavy weapons, but it doesn't work on troopers, which is sad. But yeah, that's nice. And uh, half and beyond. This is actually uh, all that that there is in the spoilers for the wave five packs. 
and they give a, a launch date or a launch corridor for fourth quarter of 2015 right along this alongside the big box expansion but i don't actually see this happening so expect yeah. it expect it early 2016. yeah it's supposed to be out at the end of the year but yeah let's see if they manage to ship it at on time but who knows they always can surprise us but yeah in, in the end it's yeah it probably is uh more or less uh, luck at this point how how fast they can ship it across the ocean and um, how how much time it takes to get the order back together to find all the containers and to get the shipment together. I think together between, again. The, between the big box expansion coming, uh, the, the small box expansion and all the waves coming up now, there is enough to play to keep us occupied until the big box arrives, even if it's a bit little bit late in in quarter, first quarter of twenty sixteen or so. Yeah, I think the the um the in September, October they're supposed to come out the like we said before the Stormtrooper, Hyatt Gun and Wookiee Warriors. And I think the Smuggler and the uh what was it? Uh, it was a Panther Rider, I think. Yeah, uh I think I also supposed like October, November mm -hmm. ish, a little bit later. It's good that they split it up. But and yeah, in December or something like that, it's supposed to be like the because. And also, whatever they have on the ship for Force Awakens. Who knows? Ah, <laughs> uh, Force You actually, you actually ah, infected me. Game. I was also Fuck. calling it Force Unleashed <laughs> before. Sorry, Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, maybe you should you should finally play Force but, Unleashed yeah. so you can get it out of your out of your system. <laughs> you I played, played it. Oh, I misremembered it then. I didn't yeah. play, but yeah. Okay, so. Second one yeah. is actually pretty uh, good. I don't know. Like I don't like. I don't like this third person stuff. So, oh. yeah, it's it's a fun game. I, I'm a big fan of the God of War games and so on. And it's like yeah, uh, Star Wars God of War. Yeah, God I can I can see that. Yeah, but he gets too powerful in the end. He's like the, would, would, uh, they went a little bit crazy with all the Jedi and Sith uh, Force power shenanigans you could do and. In the end, you're like more or less single-handedly destroying ATSTs and so on. And yeah, it would be interesting if you see some of the stormtroopers from this game because they're like big riot troopers and big yeah, dark still, troopers. Yeah, like like and FFG said during Infinite Reports, they probably are a bit hesitant to dip into extended universe because it's not that yeah. it could be invalidated. So. They still have to wait for a bit yeah. of the movie and a bit of the accompanying material to come out to maybe incorporate it again. Yeah, I think after the next season of Rebels and after some of the comics are out, because I think at the moment all the comics that come out are, mm -hmm. are yes, canon. Yes. Should be, yes. So, so they wait for a couple of comics. There's like a very funny uh, torture droid in there and um, in the Darth Vader ones and a, a Wookiee bounty hunter... Um, so we could see mm -hmm. them maybe at some point. Okay. Would be interesting yeah. to release them. So, so yeah. the next point would be uh, playing experiences. But I was on vacation and I did play, but I only did play one game of the Lord of the Rings card game. Uh, so, uh, Hendrik, did you play with Antonia? No, or did you also I, take a break? I was on vacation too. Ah, uh, yeah. Level. 
You were in London, right? Yes. So how was it? It was very, very crowded, but it also was very cool. Um, yeah, it's like everything, it's very tiny, just the, the room, so you can put enough people in the city. But it's it's uh, very multiculty to say. Um, there's a lot of that you can see. We were at the many of the museums, so <laughs> very funny to be there when it started and everybody was lining up. And I think it was also in the holidays for the kids. It yeah, was very full, but but very interesting. Most of the museums are free to enter, right? Yes, I didn't even notice. Uh, but my my father was paying, uh, but that wasn't wasn't for tickets, but this wasn't for supporting uh, the museums. Okay, so you didn't play. I didn't play. Uh, Herwig. Well, I only played Cosmic Encounter, but <laughs> this doesn't count. Right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> ah, darn. Okay, but uh, we actually um, have a mini announcement for this. Herwig will maybe play the campaign again. Because Yay. we all, uh, if we can manage it, we all will start a campaign which we will put on YouTube uh, and play on Roll20. I finished up scanning in all the material and I, I'm done preparing, let's say this. I, I'm not done preparing all of the material, but all of it that we will, would need in the first two of remissions. So uh, we will start this maybe next week or so, I don't know. You, yeah. if you, if yeah. you're interested in, in watching the campaign and maybe see how the missions play out during the campaign, uh, check out our YouTube channel on, I will link it in the show notes like always. And there should be videos coming up soon-ish, like in the next two weeks or so. So that's it for play experiences, which we, which was not that much this week, but we only had like uh, 10 or 11 days between the last recording, so it's no surprise. Then the next is uh, community stuff, which uh, we have our interview with Paul Winchester. It's actually in two days from the recording, and I will try to get uh, uh, the podcast up before that. So if you're listening, if you are one of the early listeners and still uh, want to submit questions, do so right now. Write the email now, send it to podcast at boardwars.eu, and I will maybe able to include it in the interview. Uh, other than that, um, most of the questions uh, will probably not be answered <laughs> because he couldn't talk about, uh, he, he may maybe not talk about future stuff and future expansions and uh, what Star Wars has in store of us for the future, but it will still be an interesting interview, I think. So that's our, and of course we will, uh, we will include the interview in the next episode of the podcast, so episode 12 will be featuring an interview with Paul Winchester. So the next we have um, all of the twin shadow cars and tiles are spoiled at the FFG boards. So one of the users there who got um, got hold of, of the one of the copies on Gen Con uh, did lay them all out and photograph them and you can see all of the what's it called of all of the class cards for the two heroes, all of the new items all of the class cards for the new Imperial class deck, the new reward cards. And he also photographed some of the pages of the manual, which also includes, I think, yeah, on the second page, I think, it includes the campaign log. And I was actually wrong. 
talked I talked with Herrick about this before the show, and I I thought since you have six missions in the box, which all are also playable as side missions, but they are just um, a mini campaign like regular story missions too. I thought uh, I looked at the campaign log and I only saw three entries when it's actually four. And I thought that the new campaign branched out a lot, a lot more than the campaign in the core box. But actually it's different because it's, it's the new campaign is four, four missions long. So it starts with the same missions every time, mission every time. And then I think you, it branches out, then it contracts again for the third mission, and then it branches out again for the last mission. So we, you have four missions, starting with threat level three, going up to threat level five. And the only, missions that have two versions are the second and the last mission of the campaign. The other ones are the same all the time. But in the end you get uh, if if I use it for my campaign I get uh, I think a green mission two red and three grey or what? Uh, what yeah I'm, I'm looking up it's maybe on the third page yeah something like that it's listed on the third page I think in the thread I will link also to the thread so the first mission is yep. called Hunted Down it's a green side mission time period 2 to 4 and it has Han Solo as a reward which is ah, interesting right, yeah. and it's also clarified further down that you can only include green side missions for that have you cannot include two green side missions or yep. more green side missions that have the same reward into a campaign side mission deck. yes so you can only include either this hunted down or the fly solo. I think is the we had that problem when constructing our side mission deck because there are already two green missions which have uh, Luke Skywalker, Hero of the Rebellion, as a reward. Really? Which one? Yeah, there's one in his uh, uh, hero box. There's one in the base game, and the other one is in his. Um, no, I think the his uh, what's it called his uh, ally pack is fully included in the base game. I think so. It's just yeah, one. but it's a second green mission. Mm, I think. I, oh, it was the, was it then the saboteurs? The saboteurs. Something yeah. was. But the saboteurs. Something was double. Yeah, but the saboteurs. This I think this only this only works for elite uh, uh, elite uh, what's it called allies because the saboteurs and uh, the rebel troopers. If you include two of their cards you can actually do this and if you then win both of them you get the elite version of the of the ally wait a second I this is actually i think this is in the faq or so not not in the faq but uh in the um rules reference guide i think it's there so for the, yeah. the non-elite uh, allies this it works but for elite allies you can only include one of the missions that reward them to you in the side mission deck Oh, I'm looking yeah. at my side. Keep looking it up. I will go over the next missions now. And yeah, there are two. Sorry, yeah, there are two which have uh, there are two different green missions for the saboteurs and one for the rebel troopers. Yeah, Th this is this. Yeah. Okay, so the next mission is called Past Life Enemies. It's a red side mission and it's for Biff, the large warrior with the strong melee attack. The next uh, mission is. The first one, uh, the past life enemies is 2A, and the next one is 2B, it's Shady Dealings, it's the red side missions for Saskia. And they are, depending on who wins Hunted Down, you get one of them. And the next mission is actually we just one again, which is Canyon Run, it's a grey side mission. We don't actually know what's the reward for this. 
maybe it's clarified later or you will hear about this when we get our box and I will spoil it then. And then we have the mission 4A which is fire in the sky. It's an agenda mission uh, in the pursuit of the enemy set. Time period 1 to 5 and bounty reward card. The reward card is also spoiled in the previous page or the first page of the the, the post uh, of the thread. And then the mission 4B is infiltrated. It's an agenda mission of the Empire's Reach set. And it gives you the surveillance operatives reward card if you play it as a side mission. And of course, if you play it as the Twin Shadows campaign, you don't get any of the rewards because it's story missions and you get their normal story rewards. And is there anything else for this? I think that's that's it for this. I will link to the to the thread and it's also all of the cardboard tiles and the tokens with they're all photographed there in, in there in relatively high quality. So you can look at them, especially the new large uh, tiles are very nice to look at. It's the it, what seems to be the Mos Eisley Cantina and uh, a bridge for an Imperial Star Destroyer or large ship. It looks like this. It's a, uh, it's a walkway and then you have a trench with consoles, with people maybe working there and then you go in front of two to a large window. So it looks like a at the bridge of a Star Destroyer, but maybe it's not a Star Destroyer. So we will see when we play it actually. So I think this is it for this uh, thread. Then we had uh, a short topic on the forums, which I also want to discuss here, which is the Twin Shadows expansion only has two Heavy Stormtrooper and two Tusken Raider deployment cards. Uh, and some of the people on the forum said that this is not enough, especially considering skirmish, because you would have to pay, you would have to buy two small box expansions for Twin Shadows to actually be able to, or even more, to actually be able to, to let's say, to take four regular uh, heavy troopers, heavy stormtroopers within within the skirmish. So. I don't know if this is, should actually be your goal, but you, per rules, you're allowed to, but to actually make it happen, you would have to pay, you would have to buy four Twin Shadows expansions, which is quite steep, so I'm not sure. I think we, I think the problem is, um, you can't, uh, this expansion is like more or less mostly a campaign expansion and the skirmish stuff is always little bit on the side and I think if there's a demand for it or if it's the plan you will get like the stormtrooper and the task raiders in a villain pack yeah, anyway we also so. had this for the for the regular stormtroopers of the core box yeah, so. I think we will they will release them at some point maybe I don't I don't know if they start release them along the expansions also the skirmish expansions but yeah at some point if it really is needed because I think at the moment at the moment, I think they should release the, the Royal Guard or uh, the Imperial Officer, but uh, for I think you you would buy it too too much double stuff if you buy Twin Shadows twice. It doesn't make any sense actually. Maybe it's also an incentive for the stores to actually break open the boxes and sell singles of them. Well, some some uh, Team Conviant and I think some other online stores are selling stuff in singles. Yeah. So 
It's still that the problem with the singles is that the supply and demand is actually a, a bit lopsided because everyone wants to have the Imperial officers and the Royal Guards, but none of the other stuff because Stormtroopers, yeah. you already have nine of them and you don't actually want to take take with you that much Stormtroopers in Skirmish anyway, so no one's buying the Stormtroopers. So the, the store that breaks open the box has to recoup the, co the cost of the box and so the singles are unreasonably expensive, I would say. Because you don't, yeah, you don't I think we will. Much, so. If there's that demand, you will see them as a yeah. uh, hero will mm -hmm. pack down the line. But I don't think. I actually think that I will ask um, uh, Paul this tomorrow or on Thursday when we have the interview. Because um, I think the, the the goal of Fantasy Flight here is to to drive the skirmish play into the into the. Uh, ally and villain packs sector and the campaign play into the big box sector. So depending on what you like yeah, more, you should either buy the big boxes and the small boxes or the, the expansion uh, packs. I think you're right there-ish, <laughs> but he won't answer that question because uh, no, nobody will say officially, yeah, of course. don't buy the big boxes. M but maybe it's just that the... the the products are incentivized in that way. It's not that yeah, you, you, of you course. don't have to. You buy always can incentivize. Yeah. yeah, if there are interesting command cards in the hero and villain box, you will get it. I see always the skirmish stuff at the bonus for, for campaign play. In a way, I think the other way around. Yeah, so. of course. Uh, I can <laughs> understand that people are only playing campaign or the mainly focuses on campaign play, but. I think the problem is that it's not like X-Wing where everything is like usable for campaign. You don't, uh, for skirmish. tournament play and, and skirmish. And there is actually no like campaign play in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and here the problem is they have every product has to fill both roles somehow. And some products do this better. Some are not so good at it. Mm. And it will be always a little bit of a compromise, always a little bad compromise, sometimes a good compromise and the only thing that they can uh, buffer this is by releasing some of the stuff as here and Villain Pack so everybody has access to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I think that will happen down the line but I think at the moment it's there just like into deep production wise I think they don't have even if they wanted to release the stuff I think at the moment they are just at full capacity when it comes to producing stuff yeah, with the with the movie coming out at winter, I think they are they are working overtime right now. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same problem with uh, X Wing in the beginning, and they had like to uh, increase the output and uh, of the factories and uh, a certain amount of times. And it's not that easy for X Wing because they are pre printed miniatures, so their assembly line and the training of the people is um, for using the washers and so on is not that mm -hmm. easy. Okay. Maybe that's why they, they chose to go with unpainted figures for Imperial Assault. Uh, it's a little bit uh, the, the method they use on this. Um, it's a sponge. Yeah, it's a sponge. It's a hard sponge, uh, which only gets the, the color on pre-cut places. Then you just um, press the sponge on the model and the color is on, on exactly these places. And the only thing they do extra for the X-Wing stuff is to do, to apply some washers on them so they look a little bit weathered. And this really works well for, for cars, for ships, 
for all these spaces and um, yeah, because they are not figures, not complicated figures, right? Yeah. yeah, and in figures, it very easily looks. Uh, it looks doesn't look that good. Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, you, it's, it would look basically, if you do it in a factory standard, it looks like these, uh, pre-paints from, um, WizKids. Yeah. And they always look a little bit cheap. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, okay. uh, that's why they went. That's understandable. With, yes. Uh, that, that might be the reason and, they, they chose to go. And also it's, button. it's just the, the cost factor. Mm -hmm. And because for the Imperial Salt core box, you have quite, quite some many figures in there so it would actually maybe drive even the cost drive up the cost even more so and and if you think at x-wing you come out you only need to use a couple of colors you know yeah. you have like a they're they're like in in a gray yeah. uh, gray uh black gray and some reds and you Is finish it the same, are, the, are the models in x-wing and the pure result of the same material is it the same material do you know uh, I think the plastic near, from the. But I think it's not the exactly the same because the uh, no. the figures are harder. Yeah, the the, the X wing uh not so as as soft. Yeah, they're they're a little bit because if they fall down, they they like really enjoy breaking. So <laughs> they're a little bit more fiddly okay. the X wing stuff. So it's it's a uh, I think a more a stronger plastic, which means it's it breaks more easily and um. The Imperial Assault figures are more soft, but they're not as soft as like the old Descent stuff or the newer mm -hmm. Descent stuff is. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think my conclusion about uh, the question posed on the forums is that I'm I don't mind that that they don't include that many deployment cards into the uh, into the Twin Shadows expansion box because it, I think uh, skirmish list should be varied so. Uh, Fantasy Flight has every intention to make uh, a one-trick pony exp uh, skirmish armies a bit bad. So, like the like you have now with the four by four army list, which consists of four imperial officers and four royal guards, uh, it's very strong, but it also is a bit boring to watch because you have identical figures and it's it's not exciting to to watch. So, I think the they will steer away from that and incentivize players to try out and and see for themselves how 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 much better maybe mixed uh, armies are. So this should I think be the down the line. Problem. Maybe we will see a small box which is only geared towards uh, skirmish play because they uh, did something interesting now in descent. They uh, really so they showed at Chencon. Uh, a small box expansion, which more or less only stuff for the Overlord. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it also includes yeah. a includes a small campaign, but most of the stuff in the box is la uh, all everything geared towards the, uh, the Overlord. Overlord. Okay. So it's an Overlord only expansions. Uh, yeah, but Descent is already yeah. much and older, so. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah five expansions uh, away. So I think. Seeing something like that, like have a small box expansion that is like geared towards like only skirmish play or something like that, it's a bit, little bit away, but it could be uh, something that could happen in the future that you have like a with, with some new rules or stuff. Like in the, in the new box is also like the three to four player rule in return to have to have again something fun for the skirmish people. So I think it will be always 
something of both. Yeah. We will see um, what they come up with to make all people and buy all stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, they said with X-Wing, they always try that like every ship would be a viable choice for tournament play. So they always try if like they see, okay, these ships or these combinations are not used that much. Then they try to bring out like new uh, upgrade cards mm -hmm. or something like that that make this ship again a valid choice. So I think we saw the little uh, rule change in uh, skirmish play. And I think down the line they can release some uh, command cards in the expansion that again would make interesting to play spy or leader characters again or play a guardian again and yeah. so on. But since Imperial Assault uh, is pumping out the ally packs much faster than uh, X-Wing I think this could be uh, become very confusing like in two or three years when you have like 25, 30, 40 packs out and they all interact with, the, with, with each other in some ambiguous way like uh, let's say, for instance, the the stormtroopers in the in the villain pack and General Vice in the villain pack, they might buff each other. But if you don't actually know this beforehand, you just buy other stuff and it doesn't work well together. Yeah, but, so but it's, this this is always the problem. It will always the problem uh, becoming when this game gets more and more complicated. And I think we will. We, at, you're right that at that point we will see an increase of like. Uh, sample articles that show like sample builds. Yeah, or that's, I'm actually may, looking maybe forward they, to this. Maybe they're even working on a, some kind of uh, skirmish pro helper program because there are some of them are flying out. So maybe mm -hmm. they throw out like a, start like an app for a skirmish mm -hmm. so you can pre-build your stuff on an app. And then and see what then, you need to buy for it. Uh, exactly. And see like, okay, this command card would be interesting. It's only in that pack, but um, with, um, the, like the, the factions now, the new packs for X-Wing, they also start like reprint some, uh, uh, upgrade cards so you don't have to buy, uh, the Millennium Falcon three times just to get like one of the upgrade mm. cards you could use for another big okay. ship. So, um, they also, also have a lookout so that, <laughs> so that's uh, why he was out reprint. of stock all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful model and a uh, long time there was like a, Fat Han list. It was cause it was like, uh, and now they have like a lot, uh, a lot of countermeasures for this, uh, well known mm -hmm. list. And I think it's, it's something, I think skirmish will get traction when the next, when like Boba Fett and R2D2 are out. I, I think skirmish is already much, much more, more of a deal right now since most of the players are through the first or, or second campaign and they are now getting into the stage where they don't want to start a third campaign before Twin Shadows is out and Twin Shadows is already a short campaign so they have more time to dedicate to Skirmish. And also yeah, we have turn is up, popping the up only thing, more. So. Yeah, the only thing uh, that still turns me off on, on Skirmish is like rebuilding the map after every game. So Yeah, I saw the, the, the solution they had on GenCon for this are actually, so click click tiles you had for, yeah. I think they are from Wizards of the Coast, is this right? This, I, I don't know where they are actually from. And they just clicked uh, the tiles together and so the tiles don't actually have any art on them, so it's just generic tiles clicked together. But for the tournament it works. I think it's they should 
try to think of a better way that includes the art on the tiles because the art on the tiles it's it's so thematic and it looks very cool but if you just use generic click tiles then it's it's not that great <laughs> so yeah i don't know they should come up with i i i can't see them not using uh like pdf prints of the skirmish map because this the prints themselves they are useless with all of the with all the figures with all the cards so people have to buy the stuff anyway so and i think the 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 tiles i don't know if they if they will produce like uh some cheap map tiles uh some cheap paper mats or something because i think there was something on um uh, on FFG that somebody had like the scanned versions of the maps could yeah, yeah there's someone on board like and keeps two you you have to just search for it and you will find a guy that will give you basically all of the skirmish missions the current ones for the core box and wave one uh, as pdfs to print out so it shouldn't be that much of a problem uh, also i think I, I just looked at uh, twin shadows um, tiles the map tiles and I can't see any LFL copyrights pick, uh, markings on there. So they should be able to, to include, uh, to, to actually make PDF versions of the maps without infringing copyright for Lucasfilms. So, uh, they, yeah, yeah. because that cat, that could be a problem if it would, would be, would have been otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they have to find some kind of solution because if it, uh, I would like to play a lot of more skirmish. If it would just like you know, building the map would go faster because, again, coming to X-wing, it's just, uh, you just need a table and you have some tokens that are asteroids or debris and you're ready to go and. Yeah, I th I think they will they will find a solution somewhere. But yeah, I I at the I think at the net the. The solution now is they used only three maps for uh, the tournament, yes, right? For I think this is every every season. I don't know how long the seasons actually last, like half a year or so. There is only three maps uh, that are el eligible for tournament play. So if you are <laughs> if you are uh, hosting a tournament, you can only uh, play on these maps to have it counted for the like for the regionals or for the nationals. So. So it's not that much of a hassle to to pre-build some of the maps, but if you don't have the token, if you don't have the tiles, if you don't own multiple core boxes and can actually build them physically, it's still a problem. So I don't know. So yeah, that will be interesting in the future if they will uh, use tiles from different sets, which again would yes. force skirmish yeah. players to like buy that, stuff. That's that's a that's a good stuff. question i think they will force they will um uh inc force yeah no of course word, not force but, but for they will uh, uh make a rotation where you have at least one of the maps that so includes it, yeah so it's not get doesn't get boring yes. because, uh, if we would play on the five maps from the core, yeah core, uh, box. core box for the next five years I, I think people would go go crazy no, but they will include stuff from twin shadows and so and then from half but if they if they really go with the PDF solution and printed out maps, this doesn't actually matter for the people only buying the the ally and villain packs because you then have the map. You you, you have the tiles. You, you only need the 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 insert of the pack which details all of the the stuff uh, for the mission, 
and you are ready to you're ready to go so it will also yeah. it will also cut down on the the stuff you have to actually get to the venue of the tournament because if you have to carry all the towels with you it's a much bigger bag than if you just take your figures and your cards and your dice this is the, the tiles are i think aren't uh, people at the uh who hosts the tournament providing the tiles or something no, like that? No, I think currently uh, every player has at least to provide one set of tiles and I think in the rules it's set this way that uh, you you have to roll for who has to build the, 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 uh, what's okay. it called, the map so yeah, or it's, it's determined at random or the tournament organizer determines it. So. Okay, okay. I don't know. Okay, in, enough for, uh, for bashing on the, the boxes and packs for uh, favoring either skirmish or campaign. Now, last time I forgot to point out something interesting, which also ties into our rule clarification this week. And this is C3PO. Let's see if we have him spoiled somewhere here. Um, I can actually find him. Of course, whatever. So C3PO, uh, I think he gives one evade um, for every al adjacent ally, I think. So, and I, when I was playing my last campaign, I was playing uh, the Subversive Tactics deck and the f one of the four XP cards is also, you get one evade for each time when a hero with two or more strain attacks. And I use this to great, to very great effect on the Nexus because if the Nexus, the Nexus has the, the ability Cunning and Cunning says for each evade, uh, you can apply plus one block and then I, then I noticed that another figure that also has cunning, which is also available in the wave one, is Han Solo. So he also has a white die, he also has cunning, and now with C3PO, you also have a way to give him additional evade symbols or whatever you want to call it for his, for his defense role. So with C3PO adjacent, Han Solo, uh, has a plus one evade and plus one block by default. So, this is actually, uh, I clarified this with Paul, where I, I asked how this actually interacts. When do you apply the plus one evade? When do, do you apply the plus one block? And he said, let's open up the, the mail, uh, oppression. I actually asked this with, um, with the, 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 what's it called? The subversive tactics card, the 4xp card called oppression and cunning from the nexus so um paul said oppression triggers when an attack is declared at the beginning and cunning triggers while defending in the middle so oppression happens first in other words it would give the nexus a bonus block in addition to the bonus evade so this also is the same functionality like in uh what's it called in uh with c3po and han solo and i think someone uh, someone on the on the FFG boards noticed another way to exploit this with I can't actually remember the figure, but it was a command card and a figure, but it wasn't actually clear when which ability triggers. So the the the, the thread on the Fantasy Flight forums is still open. I think I will link it in the show notes, and you can read it up yourself. It's actually already I think two or three pages long, so quite something to read through. But let's see if I can find it quick. Rules questions. Um, hmm, defensive stance, I guess. I guess it was it. Let's see. 
Yes, it was defensive stance. Uh, when you apply foresight, apply plus one defense to your defense results. Um, no, this, this is actually wrong wrong one. Oh, I can find it. I think I will. I will look it up and uh, and link it in the show notes, so you can read it for yourself. Oh no, wait! It's weakened cunning, right? Okay, yeah, I found it. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, someone noticed that weaken actually reduces your evades by one, and the question was when does this weaken trigger? And um, I'm still I'm still uh, under the impression that weaken triggers before you actually sum up all of the stuff and before you actually trigger cunning. So if you if a if a nexo has weaken on itself, it receives not only minus one evade, but also minus one block because it would otherwise gain plus one block. So you weaken on on, on, on on figures that have cunning is much more valuable than on figures that don't have cunning. So this is what I, yeah. And it's on the weakened card it says, while defending, apply minus one uh, evades to the defense results. And cunning reads, while defending, apply plus one block to the defense results for each uh, search for each for each uh, evade result the problem i think is that they discovered it actually triggers at the same time and uh paul wasn't un wasn't was unable to actually um answer this in the forums because he said they have a 30 lim 30 day limit after which uh, before which they actually answer rules questions for new products so for Twin Shadows, they probably have to re-ask re the question like at the end of, or at the middle of uh, September. Well, it's, it isn't officially out it's, yet. It's not so officially yeah. out yet. So uh, somewhere in December, we have to re-ask this question. If this is really, uh, if you can, if the player with initiative can decide which effect triggers first, or the player with uh, attacking decides which attack triggers first. So this is still unclear right now. But for the example I mentioned with C3PO and uh, our, um, what's it called Han Solo, this works because C3PO provides the plus one uh, evades during during all of the what's it called during all of the attacks. So it should work. Okay, I think that's it for our community stuff and for our rules clarifications. Um, and this should be it for the show today, uh, unless any one of you. Has anything more to say about what we have already talked about? Doesn't seem so. Are you still there, Hendrik? <laughs> yes, no. just looking at my notes. Okay. Now I was. Yeah, I think we covered everything from Chengtan. Um. On Friday, you have the interview with Tom. Yeah, it's on on Thursday or Friday, depending how you want to see it. It's in the middle of the night because the. Yeah. Time shift between the the central time zone of the U.S. and central European time zone. Yeah. Sadly, I'm on yeah. holiday, uh, starting Thursday night, so you can't join me on the interview. Um, no, I'm actually sitting in a bus at that point. <laughs> so. Okay, I will do it in in your stuff. But yeah, if you behave nicely, we we can do it properly again, and maybe next time. Yeah, I'll we will interview time. the other de lead, uh, the other developers of Imperial Assault somewhere down I the think, line. Yeah. And I think maybe it would be interesting to talk to him after uh, uh, Worlds in their mm -hmm. November, yeah. right? 
so to talk to him after world championship about a little bit and, uh, like how it worked a little out. bit afterwards and uh, that would be really interesting to see his point of view afterwards which probably team convenience will be doing because they are there but yeah, yeah. I, maybe a, it's like 10 minutes skype time for i'm us. also i'm also quite keen on seeing how worlds plays out because with the new uh rule change for skirmish it should make the list yeah. much more varied now mm. yeah so that's it from herwick uh hendrik anything to add <clears throat> you look for your notes no nothing new in there Okay. Yeah. And to the listeners, if you have questions, of course, you can write us. And uh, don't forget to, to subscribe to the YouTube channel to maybe see some of the campaign videos soonish in two weeks or so. And also visit us on Facebook if you haven't already. We are posting news as they come out about the game, about Star Wars. So it should be your first stop for finding out new stuff about the game. And that's it for now. Uh, you can find the podcast, of course, on our website, www.boardwars.eu. And you can mail us at podcast at boardwars.eu with all of your worries, worries and suggestions and hate mail, whatever. Just send us anything. And that's it for this show. Uh, any last words, Hendrik? No, um, actually, last weekend... I played with a Nixwing player, and he also said that he wanted to try Imperial Sword, so maybe we will start a new campaign soon. Oh, that's cool. See how that gets. Cool. Yeah. Maybe you could uh, try the Twin Shadows campaign. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we won't have Twin Shadows before we start. So Maybe it's even better to introduce new players to the campaign, because it's much shorter. Because that the eleven missions of the core box it seems quite long. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, have any last words? No, nope. not not nothing for you today. I hope that is not my. I hope these are not my last. <laughs> words. No, they'll be. They're, they're just your last words for this for this year. So you're oh, okay. you're free. You're free to go. Nice. Now. We we won't hang you on the next uh, tree. <laughs> we need you for the Facebook page to post new stuff. <laughs> okay. I do my yeah. best. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to Havik for his uh, engagement on the Facebook page because without oh, him, I don't think we would have been uh, at 100 likes already. So that's it for this show. Uh, we'll see us again in about two weeks when we have also our interview with Paul Winchester and we will talk maybe a bit about our first mission on YouTube uh, for the campaign and we will take a deep, deep dive into the Twin Shadows campaign uh, in the next episode. So. See you again in episode 12. Until then, bye-bye. Ciao.